Hey, hello, I'm Ange Miller, artist and passionate creative. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to my podcast. It is my joy and passion to remind you of your unique creative value and voice and empower you to your creative unfurling. Because now more than ever, we need to spread a creative contagion that lifts us to our feet, beckons us to spread our wings. The thermals are calling. So whether you feel ready or not, this is what you're built for, my friend, because you are actually the art. And our individual um, witness to truth. And I think each of our stories plays a part in filling out the whole, you know, filling out the whole witness, which is just so beautiful. So just for a start, I want to encourage you with that thought that your story, your witness to what's beautiful and true is so worthy and so important. And we, we need it. We need it because your story is a missing piece of the puzzle. And if you feel like you don't have enough of a story yet, that's fine too. Um, what makes a good story? Overcoming adversity, having a serious problem and working it through your witness to what works, what you have managed to end going to rock bottom, having a whole lot of suffering come out of that, a lot of difficult circumstance, like, you know, a domino effect, one thing leading to another and ending up really stuck and really broken. And then what happened? Like, how did I pull myself back together? And what was the beginning? How did it feel? To what do I attribute the fact that I'm not anywhere near that place now? Do you see what I mean? I want to be empathetic to you wherever you are in your situation. I know that darkness, you know, that struggle, the isolation of it. And yeah, just wrangling your own mind can be, yeah, the most difficult part of this. How do you change your beliefs, your thought structures when you don't feel like you've got anything to hope for? Our stories are powerful. Our stories are necessary and our stories actually bring us together. So this is a huge testimony to um, the power of vulnerability as well. Because being able to share your story and really figure out the nuts and bolts of what went on and how you felt, how you experienced it, because what you believe at the beginning when you're feeling hopeless and stuck is usually not true and it can be awkward sharing those things, you know, because you're seen, um, you're exposing your weaknesses that's what vulnerability is, exposing your weaknesses. Yeah, we resist that because we've got this idea that we've got to measure up, you know, that isn't that crazy. So in this idea that we're measuring up, each of us needs to put on a facade and mask the real weaknesses and just fake it till you make it, all that kind of thing. But what happens is that we don't actually really get to know each other because 
all we've got is facades and masks. And then we sometimes can forget even how to articulate the authentic and real part of us that we've suppressed. It doesn't make that part of us satiated. <laughs> it it becomes insatiable because we're built for connection. We are actually one. There's nothing that we can do about that. It's just the way that it is. And the more that we come back to connectedness, the more we see ourselves. So what would stop us? The resistance to exposing weaknesses. That's one big one that stops us from connecting, being vulnerable. And in that, you know, just to pull that apart, we can be afraid of how others will perceive us and then respond You know, are they going to respond in judgment and further disconnection so that you don't actually get the the reward out of it? Like what you wanted out of this was connection. But it kind of takes the other party to hear it and um, receive it with a certain amount of softness, which is vulnerability too. And then for the other party to go the next step and say, you know, I have felt like that too and I'm really glad that you said it because I actually didn't know how to put it into words. But now that you say it, I can say that that is actually how I've been feeling too. And then, oh, just can you remember the last time this happened to you? The relief that washes over You know, I remember being in that school situation and so many times I had the idea just imposed upon my thinking that I didn't know what was going on and I was inadequate for this task, but everyone else knew what they were doing. And that is so traumatic, that idea. And just the fact that that children live like this day after day without anyone saying, You might feel like this, but it isn't true. And let's all talk about it so that we can all see how we actually, most of us feel the same. And let's talk about ways to to push through this and come out the other side together instead of being, you know, pitted against each other in competition. I know teachers don't mean to do that, but just the fact that we've got a class of all the same ages (laughs) with the same requirements and this mostly uh, objective allow for vulnerability to bring connection rather than division. I want to point out too that the more we practice vulnerability, the easier it gets (laughs) because you see the reward of it. You see what it means to other people. And after a while, like I'm to the stage where it's it's a very small sacrifice to make. <laughs> me revealing the embarrassing weaknesses inside of me when I see what that means to somebody else. And, you know, this is like, this is transformation stuff. This is actually breakthrough stuff. And I am just crazy for breakthroughs in me and in other people. That's, you know, that's what I live for. That's what's blowing my hair back. 
That's what I get up for every morning. <laughs> That's what makes me just want to jump up and down, clapping my hands and, you know, yes, let's do this. <laughs> I just love breakthrough. And I think, yeah, vulnerability is pivotal for breakthrough. You cannot have a breakthrough without vulnerability. So do you see, like, you can't grow without vulnerability. You can't connect without vulnerability. (laughs) I'd say the only problem with vulnerability is, well, the only concern, I think, is just to have yeah, just to have some discernment in who you're exposing yourself to. There are certain people that just aren't ready for it. They're not going to get it. And this is where it can be like a pearls before swine thing where you've actually come with a very beautiful and powerful offering and for that to not be seen, you know, for that to just be trampled in the mud, that's difficult. But I guess these are all part of our stories, right? (laughs) That's hurtful. But our stories are all the more powerful for having overcome hurtful experiences and working that into good. So how can we work that? Like say if you have been vulnerable to somebody and like that you should have been able to trust even you know, that it's actually a surprise that they didn't get it and you're left there standing with, you know, with empty hands and a broken heart. How do you come good out of that? So this is what I like to see um, or I like to practice seeing the beauty in the absence of it because you know what you focus on expands, what you focus on grows and that's the trick of trauma is that it can be so... Uh, shocking and, you know, knock you off your feet. I don't even know what I'm standing on anymore. I don't know what, like what I'm made of or what's real. (laughs) You know, it can be that shocking. Um, But being able to see the beauty in the absence of it means that instead of just taking that traumatic experience at face value, you can dig a little deeper and learn to focus on what's absent and testify to the power of that, testify to the truth of that. So in this situation, what's absent is empathy, mercy, a willingness to put one's perspective or opinion aside in order to relate to somebody else you know, walk in their shoes, you know, and it hurts so much. The absence of those things just hurts so much. And the longer it goes on, you know, it can really start to teach you lies about your value and your worth. So that's why we need to practice learning to see the beauty in the absence of it. Because then what we focus on and what our heart yearns for is empathetic connection, being seen, being um, other people available to see us. And the only reason why 
someone wouldn't be available to be at, you know, to recognize you, to be able to see you is because of their own pain. You know that. So that's another, you know, seeing beauty in the absence of it. That person is out of alignment with their own truth because of trauma and they haven't processed that yet. So understanding too that 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 isn't the truth of of what that person is. You know, so often I see people um, being hurt by someone and saying, you know, now they're showing their true colours, you know, like I see that so often and it breaks my heart because that is not the truth. You know, if if you if you take somebody and pick apart all of their actions and beliefs and thoughts and try to figure out the root of anything that is hurtful, that is against connectedness, um, that's the opposite of mercy, which I guess is judgment, you would find trauma at the root. I really believe this. I really believe that people are not just born nasty and that's their true colours if they're nasty and hurtful. I don't believe it. I think that these people need vulnerability. Um, they, They need to practice vulnerability. It's really hard to get through to them though. So until they have a certain amount of suffering, yeah, I'm not sure what the answer is there. But just for you in your experience, learning to see the beauty in the absence of it, you know, I practice this in my painting too. <laughs> this is one of the the great momentum givers. <laughs> and it also fosters gratitude too, because no no matter what is going on, whether you've just painted something that's a disaster or, you know, you're feeling like you need something to pull together, like you're on the verge of a new look, you're on the verge of discovering something, but it's just not quite there yet. Learning to see what is beautiful about what you've got in front of you, that's, yeah, because I talk about the latter a lot, about how each each um, artwork or experience, each creative experience, no matter whether it's a disaster or a success, each thing is a rung in the ladder that leads you closer to your purest expression. This is your language, your voice, your piece of the puzzle that is so beautiful for um, your, you know, your contribution to the choir of humanity. I often think of us like that, you know, the creatives and what they bring in their expression and how it adds such richness to our experience. You know, when you see someone who's really unique and you see the vitality of um, what their expression, you know, brings to your experience, how it kind of gives you, it fires you up. It almost gives you permission um, to be more you. Oh, don't we need more of that? people who are firing so that when you see their expression, whether it's painting or music or whatever it is, you get that feeling that you want to, you want to go off in your way, not, not copying them at all, but just permission to do more of the same in your unique expression. Yes. And I think the more vulnerable that we can get, 
the way hotter our art is going to get because art is speaking without words. It's too deep for words. So the more vulnerable that you can get with your spoken expression, I think, well, this is what I suspect, the closer to the heart of your art you can get. So if you're somebody who has struggled with vulnerability, I would love to hear what you're thinking about this idea that um, the better you get at being vulnerable, whether that has an effect on your ability to paint freely, you know, to really open up and let loose and enjoy that. Yeah, do let me know if that's you. I would love to hear about it. And I'm starting to feel this need for research ever since I've started podcasting and I think about, okay, what am I going to talk about? And, you know, a lot of this is stuff that I write about too in my journaling and um, the book that I'm writing. But, yeah, I am feeling this this fire burning for research. I want to start researching things properly. <laughs> Gather together all the um, all the testimonies, you know, all the witnesses, and see what you know what the real deal is. Because I think we've kind of been us humans. We've been kidding ourselves for too long. Now we've got to the stage where we're all broken. We've got you know crazy statistics of anxiety and depression, suicide. You know, there's there is such obvious feedback that we are doing something terribly wrong for humanity. For humanity to be in this mess, in this position, things are not right. So just be reassured. If you're like, if you're doing okay, that's awesome. (laughs) You're amazing. Because it's like we're actually swimming against the current here and it's taking a lot more energy than what should be required just to live a day. You know, the real magic of vulnerability. Now, we've talked about how it's crucial for growth, crucial for authenticity. Can't have growth or authenticity without vulnerability. And that we have whether it's intentional or not, we have been programmed away from vulnerability through the education system, just the the values of society. You know, we value uh, perfect things, but perfectionism doesn't actually give us the effect that we need as humans because we sacrifice so much in that requirement for perfection that we really have a horrible experience creating you know and then who's going to keep creating if they're not having a nice time doing it if it's stressful nobody's going to keep creating so coming back to yeah letting go of perfectionism because that's anti-vulnerability vulnerability means that you're going for effect, not perfect. You're going for what's here and now, what's true about this right now and practicing being brave in that, 
practicing holding that and just being, you know, I'm just here. This is, this is where I am. This is who I am. This is what I'm speaking. Um, this is how it feels. And the more that we do that, the more we'll find other people who feel exactly the same. And I think it's often surprising, you know, when you are vulnerable with people, I, I get surprised by who's actually thinking deeply, who is affected by what I've got to say. That's beautiful. You know, this is, it's, it's a similar um, amusement to when I'm painting and I get surprised by things, you know, it keeps everything exciting and interesting, you know, it keeps you on your toes. You're like, Oh, I didn't realize that person would feel that way. Isn't that interesting? And you get to see a new side of that person that you didn't see before. Oh, it's beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? Aren't we missing this? Like just think for a second what it would be like if we were completely free to be vulnerable, if there was no risk of somebody misunderstanding or judging you or rejecting you or laughing at you, if we were just able to exist together without any of that stuff, with only mercy, with only a willingness to listen and, you know, the same courage to respond in vulnerability. We would, we would cut out so many issues in our society. We just, <laughs> you know, the more I think of it, um, the biggest problems seem to be so big because we forget that we have the power of the ripple out. You know, when you, when you cut to the core of something, when you figure out what the root of something is and you figure out how to, um, yeah, how to treat that, how to treat that root, what's the opposite? How can I, how can I bring in the energy of the opposite to the root? Then you get to see the ripple out because pain was a ripple out distraction was a ripple out. You know, a certain thing happened and it rippled out with all these, you know, undesirable consequences like chain reactions, which are almost like multidimensional. Yes, you know what I mean? It's not just linear. It's not just a chain reaction of, of like linear disasters. It's actually more of a multidimensional disaster in the ripple out. But the same is true of, of beauty and truth and creativity and construction. You know, you start with something that's true and powerful, which takes vulnerability. You start out with that and you will start the same ripple out that can alchemize the pain and the distraction all that trauma that's come from, yeah, that domino effect. How exciting is that? So I hope that this is encouraging you. I hope that um, 
feeling out a little bit of my witness around vulnerability and what I've noticed and you know, this will all change. Like if I recorded this again in six months, I'd probably have a whole lot more to say about it and have a completely different slant. <laughs> well, not maybe not completely different, but you know what I mean? Like I'd have a whole extra amount to say about it, which is beautiful too. And that's growth. Uh, yeah, I just, I hope that you feel encouraged and inspired to, um, yeah, lean into vulnerability. It's for your growth. It's for, it's for the betterment of your circumstance. And even though it feels awkward and risky, I know that when you start to see the effect that you can have on other people, this is everything. This is also the antidote to imposter syndrome. You know that. <laughs> when you start to see what you mean to other people, you will not fear being an imposter. You lean into that. I keep thinking like every time I get beautiful feedback that's so inspiring and affirming, I think, oh, I really need a feedback wall. I need to print all these out and just keep sticking them up because we are swimming against the current here and encouragement is so important. It's so powerful if you're feeling inspired or, you know, you feel the, the um, transformation tingles from any of anything that I've said, please do let me know because <laughs> you might think, oh, she, she's getting lots of feedback. But it's, it's actually really interesting, the timing of the feedback that I get and the certain things that are said. You have no idea. You are actually a really powerful part of my unfurling in your timing and the words that you choose and your witness, your authentic witness, whatever it is that you're feeling and the difference that it makes, you speaking that to me or to whoever it is that is creating that, that experience for you. Oh yeah. I want to encourage you to, to, to give encouragement wherever you can. It's potent. It means so much to people and it doesn't have to be really long and wordy and beautifully articulated. Just say what you're feeling. This is a great opportunity for us to practice vulnerability, you know, and I think too that on IG or on any social media platform, yeah, there's this competition thing, competitive element that is a real, you know, it often stops us in our tracks, stops us from posting, stops us from saying things. Um, Sometimes you might see something of someone that you feel jealous of and so you don't interact. I, I'm saying me, you, <laughs> I'm being vulnerable here. I might not interact because I'm actually jealous of that person. Probably haven't done that recently, but like just thinking back a few years back when I was still quite affected by, you know, probably still dealing with trauma and insecurity and being affected by competition. I've worked a lot on that and now I'm much more excited because I see us as one. So somebody else's victory or success, I feel that as, you know, the rising of, of humanity, the rising of the creatives in humanity and that humanity that just fills me with so much joy. 
you know, it actually um, encourages me and spurs me on in my own pursuit, whatever I'm working on, rather than feeling shut down by that success in someone. When you think that we're not one, that we're all disconnected, then it becomes, you know, really disheartening in a competitive way. Now I forgot the point of what I was saying before. I think it was a good role, wasn't it? <laughs> it was worth doing. <laughs> hmm. Vulnerability makes you stronger. It seems so backwards, like a lot of the truth seems backwards. You've got to go down to get up. Vulnerability will make you stronger. And it's a real solid strength. It's not like this, this faux strength that we had from our facade and our mask. Something can happen to you where that mask falls and that facade falls and then you're just left exposed and, and you can't handle being exposed. You know, the trauma of being suddenly exposed in this horrible circumstance, it, it becomes too much to digest you know, too much to process. So it's really important now, if you're hearing my words, to really lean into vulnerability. And if you're someone who already does this, then you would probably, you know, be nodding the whole way through, just going, yep, yep, that's it. <laughs> and I love that. I love resonating with you. If, um, yeah, if you're feeling it, let me know. And <laughs> I keep... <laughs> I keep wanting to, um, you know, get kind of perfectionist about this podcast even. Like even though the only reason that I can offer this is to pair it right back to the raw, it's just me sitting in my garage talking into this, you know, anchor.fm where I can record straight onto the platform, edit it like very minimally and then just publish it. <laughs> That's the only way that I could have a podcast at the moment. Um, and I think that it's worth doing. I think that it's worth not being all professional and published uh, just to get these ideas out there to support you and to um, support transformation, you know, to give you the transformation tingles. <laughs> I've only just come up with that. I'm going to use that a lot though, the transformation tingles. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Yeah, so, and, but I, it keeps like, it keeps biting me on the heels, this idea that it's not good enough. Honestly, see, I'm being vulnerable here because it's not all edited and I didn't even have notes in front of me this time. I'm just, I'm just talking, having, um, hoping for a flow. And I think I got a few, but I'm hoping that it's cohesive enough for you to, you know, learn something for it to benefit you. I just want to serve you. I want to give the transformation tingles. I want to um, empower breakthrough wherever I can. So that is my intent. And if you have felt something from this, I would ask that you would think of who needs to hear it and share it with them. I'd be so grateful. And look, I haven't had anyone comment anything either um, in terms of reviews. So if you're feeling like you could authentically write a review 
on Apple or uh, Spotify, I'd be so grateful for that too. Thank you. That's that's what I was trying to say that whole time was that um, please share it and please write a re- review. <laughs> but I'm kind of resisting too because oh, I still, my toes still curl when I go to hit publish because, you know, because it's not, it's not perfect. <laughs> so this whole podcast is me practicing vulnerability, okay? <laughs> so if you keep coming back and listening, that will hopefully help you too because it's contagious because we are one and we are the art. You are the art. This is what we are processing. And all the art that we make and all the practice that we're having being vulnerable in our art is going to service and ripple out in our life as well and bring greater meaning, more fulfillment in our life, in our relationships, in the things that we choose to put our hand to. Wholeheartedness, it's made of this. (laughs) And the reward is great. I feel like I'm at the end now. I'm still not sure what to say at the end, but I really hope that this has served you. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Thanks for giving me your ear. Love you lots. Talk to you next time.